where every episode is a closer look at the most memorable peak periods in the lives of the people that dominated pop culture in recent history. My name's John Koppel, and my very special guest today is comedian, podcaster, writer, Kate Wolf. Hi. Thanks for having me, John Koppel. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. I'm excited. This is a good one today, guys. You're going to dig it. Uh, Our subject today is Britney Spears. And her iconic run from 1998 to 2003, we're going to be talking about what she accomplished over that time, her greatest moment, her biggest flex, her toughest competition, and a whole lot more. Uh, Kate and I actually met about a week and a half ago in a Britney Spears chat room. (laughs) (laughs) That was our story, like our timeline. That's we just... I was trying to find somebody that knew about Britney. Kate and I have known each other since we were like 14. Um, and Younger. of course now. Really? Probably. Yeah, middle school. I'm so glad I can brag about this because you have turned in, you have really turned into something. Oh, okay. I'm proud of you. I think we both have. Look, you've got natural nice stone behind you right now. People can't see this right now, but he's got some rich people stone behind him. Thank you. And thank you for doing this via Zoom, which I know is not your preference. It's not my preference either, but it gives us access to a wonderful production team. Uh, I want to thank the guys at uh, at Wasted Robot uh, Podcast Network. I'm happy to be part of the family. Um, oh, that's beautiful. These guys are great. And you know, it's a growing family, a lot of good podcasts. I'm going to tell you about one right now, actually. Whatever happened to predictability? There must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Sometimes you get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Each week on Talking Sit, Silas P and a guest do a deep dive and raise up the sitcoms that raised us. Did Mr. Belvedere really sit on his balls? (laughs) Why do people call him Uncle Joey when he wasn't related to the Tanners? I should probably know the answer to that. I don't. Uh, And does anyone else remember head of the class? Robin Givens, right? Yeah, it was Robin Givens. Find out each week on Talking Sit with Silas P. And if all goes well and I don't piss him off, I'm going to be a guest on that show soon. So so look out for, uh, for that one. Kate. You're a Britney fan. So before we even get into this, tell me, we always have the guests choose the subject. Why'd you choose Britney? Britney is someone who really sculpted a lot about me in a sense. Like she was, she is a goddess, but she especially was a goddess back then, like in high school. So I was um, a junior when Hit Me Baby One More Time came out. And I just remember, and I'm not, a lesbian, but I remember being like, whoa, she is smoking hot. I love the song. She was just like, she influenced me. Girls wanted to be her. I I saw her in that way, you know? And then, um, yeah. And then she, all of her MTV performances, I'm a slave for you was insane. She just, I, I forget what song it was when she like ripped off her, like, the suit and she had this like sparkly see-through oh yeah yeah that was oops i did it again at the 2000 vmas 
I was just saying before this thing started that like my whole YouTube algorithm is a mess. It's all nothing but Britney Spears now because I went in deep. (laughs) Go on, I'm sorry. And now I feel like after the last couple weeks of you researching her, you're maybe more knowledgeable at least about her. But no, she just really influenced me. I remember even when I went to college, my guy friends had pictures of her, like posters on the wall. I had like the Hawkeye, Abercrombie and Fitch posters <laughs> and like, the guys had Britney. Um, she's the ultimate babe. I think, I mean, we're going to get into it. A lot happened to her uh, unfairly in many ways, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I think she's awesome and was awesome. So I love her. Britney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you chose her because it was definitely like an inflection point in pop culture when she surfaced. It it changed everything. It, it wasn't just, you know, going with the flow. I'm, I'm going to set it up by talking about where we were in the world in 1998. All okay. right. It was it was really fertile ground for her. It was kind of like a happy, silly time. You know, it was goofy. Everything didn't make sense. It's not like today. No, Um, but no, we had a great economy. Uh, There was no like big global conflicts that we were involved in. The top movie of 1998 was Armageddon. Puff Daddy had his hands on a lot of things, you know, like music wise grunge was over. Um, You know, a lot of the headier hip hop was kind of out of the way. Unfortunately, we had lost Biggie and Tupac and Wu-Tang weren't really like soaring at that time. Rap rock had kind of entered in the fray. We had the boy bands like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys came into the picture. Spice Girls were kind of crushing it. You know, we had a really popular president that we found out was getting blowjobs in the Oval Office. And we were like, fuck it. It's cool. (laughs) Bubba Bubba, Uh, Cher released an album her 22nd album Believe and it sold over 20 million uh, copies yeah it's one of the biggest albums of all time that was the year of the huge Lauryn Hill album The Miseducation yeah, that was that was like 19 million. And and another thing that Kate and I actually talked about a little bit before the podcast was it was the 90s were the way that we treated underage females was way different and but in pop culture. We had the Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler thing and all the Aerosmith videos. Mm-hmm. We had Christina Applegate on Married with Children. There was Anna Kornikova in tennis, who was like our age. And people were just openly talking about these children and how hot they were and how cool it was going to be when they were 18. And that really hasn't aged too well. Um, And then stepping right into that time, October 23rd of 1998, Britney Spears' debut single, Baby One More Time, was released. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, we should probably talk a little bit about Britney, too. She's pretty much our age. She was born late 81 in in Mississippi, like a really socially conservative evangelical family. She ended up in the Mickey Mouse Club uh, with Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, and Kerry Russell. That's, like, pretty uncanny. Stars. I don't really – I don't know that much about the Mickey Mouse Club. 
but I guess they got reading ground for stars. Yeah. I guess they knew how to pick them. Yeah. Yeah. So in 97, she was in talks with Lou Pearlman, who was the guy that kind of cultivated a lot of the boy bands and stuff. I think he's in jail now. He was like, had a Ponzi scheme and he was embezzling. He's the kind of creep that would (laughs) manage boy bands. But he was going to put her in a girl band called Innocence. Mm. And uh, and Britney kind of wanted to try to do the solo thing. And most of the companies weren't feeling that. They're like, no, it's, there's not going to be another Madonna. We need like groups. That's how it's going to work. So, so good for Britney for trying to stick with it. And uh, she ended up getting signed. She recorded her first album in 98. And of course, when Baby One More Time came out, shit went off. <laughs> when it really kicks in so i'm sure that most people listening kind of remember the video it's in the prep school and the alarm goes off and then it's like a catholic school she's immediately like she's bare midriff as which is the way we're only going to see her for like the next five years (laughs) and just all the chicks behind her dancing and as the video goes on it just gets like a little bit there are a few different phases to it. It really goes up a notch when she does like a backwards cartwheel. <laughs> and I mean, what? she's so hot. Like, and she was 16 there. So like, she's clearly, it's a, it's a pretty sexual video. And yet you're not supposed to at all be thinking of, right. I think she was 16 then. She was I, 16. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not supposed to be thinking of a 16 year old like that. And yet, there she was and it's a sick freaking song like i right. love her music i just want to say that too like i love the aesthetic she's a genius okay and and almost even when she was going through her rougher times which we'll get into later she was still putting out banger after freaking banger like you can't deny like she just god she's talented i love her voice it's got this like raspy sexiness to it i freaking love Brittany. It's very signature, her whole voice. And the video, which you said, she deserves a lot of credit. They initially wanted to do an animated thing. She's like, no, that's not going to work. Yeah, that was their original vision for it. And she's like, that's not what the kids are going to want. I want dancing. I want cute boys. Maybe it could be at school. I kind of disagree with you when you say that we weren't supposed to look at her as being hot and underage. They said it in a school. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They no, were kinda... I, I just mean like collectively. The oh, yeah, that is fucked up. No, they, they clearly sexualized her from the start. Yeah. It, it's more of like, and I was her, I am her age, you know, but I remember even then being like, oh, wow, like this 16 year old is putting her sexuality out there in a way that it's like wrong, but not wrong, but wrong. And like, once again, I was her age and I still knew that there were some complications. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she set the tone with that video that like, okay, she's a singer, she's an artist, but above all that, she's an entertainer. Like, yeah. I'm going to make this a show and yes. you're going to be riveted every second that you're looking at me. It's true. And, 
and she she pulls that up. This song was so huge. It was a top single of 1999. It got the most airplay of any song that year. It sold over 10 million units. It, it was ranked number three on Billboard's 2010 list of the best videos ever. So yes. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Rolling Stone, I think, called it the best debut song of all time for any artist. Like, it's a hell of a way to kind of introduce yourself to the world. So Max Martin is like this Swedish uh, songwriter that wrote that song, a lot of other songs. They were initially going to call it Hit Me Baby One More Time, but they changed the title to Baby One More Time. I think everyone thinks of it as Hit Me. And his explanation was that he kind of messed up the language and it was kind of saying like, hit me back, like a Mr. Call. Oh. Like there was no kinky S&M, which I don't believe that shit for one second. I mean, hit me baby one more time to me has so many different meanings. Like it's, it's hit me baby. Like, first of all, it can have a slightly abusive quality to it of like, yeah come on just one more time. Let's, let's go. But I just think of it as like, let's do it again. Like definitely there's a fucking sex meaning to it, but I think it's also just, yeah, like let's do this one more time. Even if it's like an interaction, doesn't have to necessarily be sex, but it's just, it felt like it. My loneliness is killing me. Like, it's like, let's just do this. Like my loneliness is killing me. Let's talk. Let's, let's do the dirty. And I was 16. I was, I was smashing at that point. Okay. You were. Yeah. So I, I get it. Brittany. Let's make sure that's out make there. Sure she was a virgin still at this point though. She, you know, it was a weird subplot of her whole like early years of stardom is that she said she was going to be a virgin till marriage. And it was like, I feel like they were talking about this in even normal news, like even on 60 minutes, <laughs> they're asking her, it's like, yo, she's 16. She's from the South. She's, she's it's something to aspire to. They probably all said that they were going to stay virgins. Exactly. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. thing to question a young lady about. JT, Justin Timberlake blew up her, her spizzy, her spot. Um, later on when they broke up, um, he was very salty, which I know we'll get to as well, probably, but, uh, blew up her spot in an interview because he was mad and they were like, is it true? She's still a virgin. He was like, ha ha. Yeah. Right. Like he did something. (laughs) He was like, yeah, sure. Sure. But like, um, I mean that I, I also was obsessed with NSYNC. So when they started dating, oh my gosh, it was, uh, it was amazing. And I still think that they belong together, by the way, Justin and Brittany. So. I don't think that you're alone with that. I think, I mean, I, I wasn't nearly as invested as you were, but when they and were together, are. I was like, yo, that shit makes a lot of sense. I'm feeling this. Oh so I don't know if we could arrange it, but. Nuclear star power with the two of them. They were so sexy. When they wore their like matching denim outfits to the MTV, I think it was like music awards, whatever. Um, Oh my gosh. Like the sexiest people. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't even want to get to it yet, but as long as we're talking about it, cry me a river. I'm not a a JT guy. That song is fucking killer. And talk about a a video that everybody needs to go ahead and rewatch. First of all, he apparently wrote it like within hours of getting dumped by her. The song is incredible. 
It's amazing. The video is such a hit job. <laughs> like, in, in a weird way, as great of a song as it is, and it's probably his best song, I feel like she's the winner of the whole video and song because it's like, yeah, no, I got in that heads that dude's head so bad that he created like something that was beyond anything else he ever did. So I don't know. Like, I think that was one of the major, it was a hit job. And I think it was one of, I still, I love the song, the videos insane, but I think that's one of the main hits that led to her unraveling in, in years to come. Wow. Um, because yeah, he really helped to bury her in the industry. He was really hurt because she had cheated with, a choreographer and a mutual friend of theirs, Wade. And uh, yeah, he, he like took her down kind of. And then I think she slowly unraveled and then she got married to the wrong dude. And once, once again, we'll get into all that, the breakdown, but um, I mean, that's what happens when you cheat on someone who can get a video and his message out there. Like, right. Well, I, I will say something that surprised me in all this research is that like her output and her success is overwhelming. Like not just in this peak period, but well, well beyond like she, it's not like she went away after her peak. I, I had no idea how successful some of the, like, you know, her 2000, late 2000s into this past decade really were yeah. but yeah we'll get into it on that same album it's the album baby one more time her her next video was was uh crazy and uh it appeared on the soundtrack to the movie drive me crazy which after <laughs> she put a song on the soundtrack that's when they changed the title to drive me crazy to match up with the song wow i think that's a, you know who do you remember that one that movie yeah. yes it was uh, it was Adrian Granier and uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, so I was like, because Melissa Joan Hart wasn't she Sabrina? Yeah, the teenage witch. Yes, because they became friends. So yes, I'm, Brittany had so much sway that she could change the whole title of a movie. I mean, by the way, you said that you didn't do too much research. You're a fucking Brittany expert. What are you talking I, about? <laughs> but you well, lived I don't it. know like every detail, but I mean. I, I love her. Like she's, she's such a huge archetype. She has influenced not just people, but like pop stars even today come out with videos. I'm like, oh, that's a Britney. That's a, whether they're, whether it was subconscious or not. I'm like, Britney totally got in their heads even 10 years ago. And, and they may or may not realize that that video was such a Britney. Do you know what I mean? Like she yeah. was the babe and she just came, like I said, with banger after banger. She influenced Pop stars, like even Beyonce, I feel was majorly influenced by Britney. And I love Beyonce. So I'm not trying to say that's all Beyonce is at all. Like Beyonce is her own entity. But I mean, Britney came out and owned her sexuality in a way that just hadn't been owned yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, even, by Madonna the way, didn't own, even Madonna, in my eyes, didn't own her sexuality like Britney did. Madonna tried to do what Britney just embodied. Bold wow. statement. Madonna can come for me and I'll still stand behind it. Kate, you're making headlines on the Peak Podcast. You're really, <laughs> you really fire. Telling Madonna to come for me is like not even that bold. <laughs> Madonna was putting out sex books before we heard of Britney, but. And look, I love Madonna and like Madonna helped shape my sexuality. But when Britney 
Madonna was very shock and awe with the way she was doing it. Like she wanted to shock you. Britney was just fucking sexy. Like Britney, do you know what I mean? Like she was offensive to people because she was dripping with it. Like Madonna was sexy, but she was also trying to be sexy and shocking at the same time, which was effective. She was going against Puritan mentality very much, Madonna, but Britney was still trying to be that good Christian girl, but just couldn't get rid of like her hotness. You know, that's such an excellent point. Like Madonna, and I think she'd be proud to say it, a lot of it was calculated. Like I think Madonna is a genius in that way. But Britney just like had it oozing out of her. Yes. And I'm not so saying, I still think Britney was a genius in knowing that she was selling her sex, you know, and look, I put out a rap video called Labia Game. That's very in the (laughs) Madonna category, not of like Madonna talent, but like, you know, I've done a lot of shock and awe, but, but Britney was just, I don't know. It's a different ball game to me. Yeah. By the way, our, uh, our great producer, Dan, uh, he alerted me to the fact that the second single was actually sometimes. So I guess I had that wrong. And also that Britney was on an episode of Sabrina with, yeah, uh, with was. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. So they were tight. You're right. And I believe that. that her, maybe it was this episode or it was another episode. She did a lot of guest appearances on shows, but almost always she would spike the numbers of viewers when she would be oh, on yeah. Almost always. How I Met Your Mother was the highest rated episode that they ever had. Exactly. Yeah. She just, you know, she's, she's star power times a million and then I'm like skipping around at different places, but like, do you remember her her Rolling Stone cover? Oh shit! Well, yeah, that was actually the very next thing that I was going to talk about. Oh snap! Yeah, so we're on the same page. Snap is right. Okay. So this is April fifth of ninety nine. I've had a Rolling Stone subscription for like that long. <laughs> I probably had it for like twenty three years. So it's this sexy picture of her in a bra and like biker short type of panties. Um, And the tagline is inside the heart, mind and bedroom of a teen dream. See? Like what the fuck? She's 17. I know. She's cradling a Teletubby. (laughs) If that doesn't date things. And she's on a phone, but it's not a cell phone. It's, you can see the court. (laughs) But yeah, definitely selling her sexuality there. And that, I don't know the numbers on that Rolling Stone, but like iconic. I mean, it just, in both a positive and a negative way, it, it showed girls like me, because I was her age at the time, and just women and men in general, like this is the ultimate babe. This is what people want to fuck in a sense, like who are, you know, you know what I mean? Like it, it was just, an iconic image that that stuck in your head of like, yes, but it was also an image that some people were really pissed about, you know, people who are trying to suppress their sexuality or, or were just against a 17 year old being portrayed as a sex symbol. It was very offensive as well, but yeah, she provoked a lot of strong feelings. And, yes. you know, looking back, a lot of it was justified because it's like, what is this little girl doing? kind of selling sex right now but a a lot of i feel like the the frustration didn't really come from concern it came from a really weird angry place 
yeah. of like how dare she and and it was it was strange. I think well, I think a know, lot of her run was unfair. I mean, still today, we're like trying to heal a Puritan like mentality around sex, you know. And then now you're having a seventeen year old, you know, just embody it. It's like people are already allergic to their sexuality. So people really did not know what to do with a 17 year old embodying it in the way she did. And yet, I mean, I, I still look up her videos for, you know, like it makes me feel sexy to dance to her songs and like, I, I don't know, but, but I understand why people were conflicted. People are still conflicted about how to heal different, different Puritan mentality, not just with a uh, sexuality, but like the black lives matter movement. It's, it's just, we're still healing whatever that thing is that Brittany yeah. was, whether she meant to be that, but, but she was rubbing up against that very strict mentality of like, sex is only to make babies. <laughs> right. Well, I'd also say that it might even be a little bit dismissive to dwell too much on the sexuality alone, because something you have to give to Brittany, no matter how you feel about her music and her talent is she didn't phone it in. No. You know, every video, every performance, mm. it's like, yo, that she's working, man. Like she's true. She's busting her ass to entertain you. you. Yeah, you said it. She's she's by far one of the world's best entertainers. And even in later years when she put out her circus album and in many ways, I would say this was after her quote unquote peak. But was it really because she was still putting out these songs that are insanely amazing like circus though and, and this is the thing even when people were talking shit almost all of her songs address how much people are still talking shit and eating it up um she, she has i should find some of the exact lines and i should have but she's saying like you guys want to talk about me all you want but you're like masturbating to me like she basically says that shit and circus is about like hey i'm the best entertainer like like I'm putting on this fucking circus for you guys. Keep talking your shit, but who are you paying to watch? Right. And I'm like, you, Brittany, you. <laughs> well, that's the I Want to Go video, which was off a of circus, which, by the way, is a song I completely do not remember. This is just because every Brittany video is now just popping up on my like YouTube and yeah. I have to watch all of them, not only to be prepared, but because they're kind of incredible. And this video is kind of mind blowing because it starts mm -hmm. off with her having a press conference with a bunch of paparazzi mm -hmm. and she does the kind of ode to half baked where she says, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And she actually said to Scarface from half baked, fuck you. I'm out. And then the video is wild. She's like destroying all these paparazzi that are also turn turning into terminators while they're chasing her. It's a fun video, but I think she's trying to say a lot. She does. Know, and it's not just that song. Right. Most of her songs, I mean, <laughs> even if you seek Amy, which is literally if you seek Amy, but it's supposed to be F U C K Amy, you mm -hmm. know? So, but even in that, she's saying, all, you can say, you know, now I'm going to fuck up the lines, but she's like, say what you want about me, but all of the boys and all of the girls want to if you seek Amy. F-U-C-K. So she's saying, like, you all want to fuck me. Like, say what you want, but why are you fucking masturbating to me, motherfuckers? And I'm like, that's a great question, Brittany. Thank you for asking it. 
<laughs> Do you, did she write that one? Because I know she doesn't typically like write her lyrics. I'm sure that she endorsed it. <laughs> well, a, a lot of times though, like they'll see, she gets a lot of um, discredit for things like that because sometimes she'll co-write. So she'll have a writer, but she'll go in with them and say like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And then the other, and then they'll be like, oh, she has a ghostwriter. No, oftentimes she goes in with ideas or a hook and then the person helps sculpt it and create it. But she does have a lot of say in her songs. Oh, I'm sure. And and that wasn't a dig. I mean, Elton John doesn't write his songs and a lot of people don't. You know, but I'm but very protective over my. <laughs> so the album "Baby One More Time" sold 25 million albums. So it's like it's an all-timer in terms of how well it did. The next album was "Oops, I Did It Again," and I'll be honest, this is kind of when I started paying attention. I mean, you couldn't avoid, even if you wanted to hide with the "Baby One More Time." It's not like she wasn't on my radar, but what really made me pay attention to her was the "Oops, I Did It Again" VMA performance, which you alluded to before, when when she like she starts out singing the cover of satisfaction the rolling stone song yes and she's kind of wearing like a suit and a top hat type of deal yes. and you're wondering like why is britney doing this and then it goes into oops i did it again and she like rips off what she's wearing and she's wearing like the the flesh tone sequins little thing and holy shit sexy thing ever Dude, I went cross-eyed. Like, this is the hottest chick of all time. I, I still, like, it is still my dream to wear that outfit one day. Like, I swear. It, and people, like, that was the first time a nude, I, I think the first time someone else could be like, wrong, and send me like, <laughs> but like, the first time that it seared into, I think, the collective's head of this see-through outfit with just diamond studs all over it. It was like, ethereal it, it was unreal and now you know i've seen other pop artists wear things like that but she was really the first one to to do that and her body was and it still is but it was Bang. insane yeah yeah belly button ring. like i have a belly button ring still like <laughs> oh to britney oh, man <laughs> do you remember that video that video is fantastic the video oh, to Oops, I Did It Again. No, I don't remember it. Oh, right, so yeah, with the red. It, it takes place on Mars, and <laughs> there's an actor. I don't think it's Taylor Lautner, but he kind of looks like Taylor Lautner. So we're sending uh, our best astronaut. He's like 21 years old and hot, <laughs> and he's talking to Mission Control, and that dude's like 23 years old. Earth to Mars lander report status, please. Mars lander here. Gravity device status effective. Oxygen status, 98%. Any sign of habitation? Not so much as a, whoa there, horsey. And what he finds is Brittany in like a red leather one piece. And um, and she's dancing. And, um, and she's dancing and yeah. And then there's there's a bunch of dudes that are like rip dudes that are also there and they seem to be working out on like elliptical machines. I don't know what they're doing <laughs> and everyone's dancing. And the video is great. And I got to say, to me, it might be your best song. Not to like step oh, on really? a future 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, dude, that's yeah. a banger. It's so not my favorites, but I mean, I have so many favorites. Give me more. Like I said, circus slave for you. That video. Stop. I don't think there's anything sexier than her slave for you video. It is everyone dancing together. And she goes ah, ah, like when she's doing that one where it's like, ah, ah, like she's pulsating with the other dancers around her. Honestly, and the choreographed dance was crazy. Oh, so we've already talked about her VMA stuff and videos. So, so this was something I was going to hit on later, but let's just do it. Has anybody else ever leveraged MTV as well as Britney did? No. Like, I don't think so. I mean, I just don't think so. I feel like her... MTV appearances and how big she went. Like I'm an animal rights person, but when she did slave for you there mm. with like the snake around her, once again, morally I'm conflicted there, but it was insane. They like, had the tiger was, in the cage for that too. Yeah. And once again, I'm against that tiger King had the, had a clip of that connection with, mm. with Brittany, but like, um, she just went all out for her performances in a way that, I used to be so excited to watch those awards just for Britney's appearance. Like Rihanna's MTV music, you know, award show stuff. I was also really psyched about, but I feel like Rihanna also had other award shows where she came out and went just as hard. Like Britney had a thing with MTV, you know, it just, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I think she, she takes the cake for MTV appearances. Yeah. I mean, obviously she was great whenever she showed up on Saturday Night Live and make no mistake, Britney was everywhere. The tabloids for Britney were absolutely insane from like from the get go. She was the fascination with her was immediate. Obviously, her first song was gigantic, as we were talking about. But, you know, so so she was everywhere. But I mean, I I guess it's important to say that in 98 was when Total Request Live premiered. Mm. And and she was a frequent, you know, appearances there. Obviously, her videos were requested like crazy. And all her videos were like, she turned them into into events, kind of which she wasn't the first Michael Jackson did that. Madonna did that. Um, <laughs> you're giving thumbs down for them. Britney's, I no, think I mean, they're still amazing. Well, no, Michael Jackson, great entertainer, but I believe he really did, uh, yeah. love searching through dudes, buttholes, little, little boys. Um, I mean, please uh, yeah. leaving Neverland. Anyone who wants to, the, and, and leaving Neverland features Wade, who was the one Britney cheated on Justin with. He was one of the boys that Michael Jackson molested. Oh shit. Yep. Wow. Big connection. Big connection. So, um, cause I remember like watching that documentary made me forgive Wade for the, for breaking up Brittany and Justin. Cause I was like, Oh, this poor man, like was holding on to all this pain and this stuff. And then, yeah. So like, once again, Madonna, Michael Jackson, great performers, but Brittany for me just has a whole other well, as you said, it wasn't just the videos, those VMA performances, which it, it probably sounds ridiculous if you're under the age of like 30, that we're going off about how important video music award performance are. But MTV was the shit back then. 
Yeah. Uh, Nobody missed this stuff. If you, if you cared about what was going on in the music industry, you just wanted to be entertained. Yes. I mean, MTV still is putting out Jersey Shore family reunions. So I, I fucks with MTV real hard. (laughs) Oh, do you? I've been watching Jersey Shore reruns for like the last two weeks. Cause I wasn't obsessed when it was coming out and like MTV still finds like the vein, like they're still on the pulse, even if it's not quite the same as it was years ago, they're still, they're still popping. Kate, I am so grateful that we met in that chat room and now you can just keep <laughs> me. Cause I don't know what's going on. I'm a dad. I don't know this stuff. All I'm right. Ratchet, mom. So even though I'm a mom, I'm still ratchet and I, uh, I care about things maybe I shouldn't care about, but I'm gonna be me. Just like Brittany taught me to be. Y'all can hate me, but I'm gonna be me. Okay. So uh I think it was 2000 when it was confirmed that she was dating JT. So that's kind of like obsessed. You know, yeah. So so that's over everything else. Two thousand where I touched Justin Timberlake's hand at an insane concert. Okay. Did you? Yes. Wow. And I also had to shove a, a nine-year-old out of the way at the concert because she was bumping into me a lot and it was rude. So I pushed her back and she's like, can't we just enjoy the concert? I was like, you are the one pushing me, lady. Okay. You I gave her a valuable her. lesson. Yeah. I freaking yeah. love, yeah. Anyway. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, uh, our mutual friend Cav uh, used to have way bigger hair. And he got a lot of JT compliments that he didn't accept as compliments back in the day. Oh, Justin Timberlake, yeah. so sexy. Yeah. So I've been, I've been told. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so her, her third album was Britney. By the way, every one of these things, I could just go down the statistics, uh, just the numbers of how everything sold, and it's completely mind-boggling. She's obviously a beast, but let's just say that she did pretty darn well. Um, In 2002, Forbes ranked her the world's most powerful celebrity. Yes. Yeah, that's some shit. She was in the Crossroads movie, which I believe you saw, right? Loved it. Big fan. (laughs) It did well. Genuinely. Yeah, she killed it. She's a great actress. It made 61 million on a budget of 12 million. So that's pretty good. Uh, she broke up with Justin Timberlake in June of 2002. Oh, and he did, he did the Cry Me a River video pretty soon thereafter. Still not over the breakup. I know. But the vi- it's worth it for the video, for just for our entertainment. I'm still waiting for them to get back together, but that's another episode. <laughs> Fred Durst claimed to date her shortly after that. Yeah, which Fred Durst. Okay, I'm not saying he's lying, but like you don't. Whatever, uh, Fred Durst. Like, are you, are you saying Fred Durst isn't a classy guy? <laughs> You've heard it here first. You're no, really yes. You're really between Madonna, Fred Durst. You're just throwing throwing stones everywhere. And I'm not even anti Madonna at all. It's just like, I feel like Britney got used by so many people, including Madonna, though. Like when that Madonna kiss at the MTV award show. when Madonna needed that more than Britney. Yeah. And, it, and uh, like Britney was so, which once again led to her breakdown, trusting. And like here she met this icon who's like, I have an idea. Let's French kiss on a stage. Like it, it a lot of people used Britney and then like didn't stand behind her. I mean, when she kissed Madonna, they they cut right to Justin Timberlake's face there, and he was like, he was like, 
you know, all, all grossed out, but she Fuck was yeah. getting used left and right by these people, which is right. what, again, what led to her breakdown. She got used by like her ex-husband. I mean, I don't know. I should know this, but is she still under a conservative ship? Like, she is. She, yeah, like that to There's me. There's a whole free Britney campaign that's that rages. It's it's so insulting I, to me as well. Like, it's it's unreal how we treat mental health and everything. But I also have a, a personal situation going on with it. But like, yeah, the fact that personal she's, situation is as a mutual uh, friend of ours. Yeah, it's, but yeah, yeah, it's related of just like. Right. But we don't know the story with Brit. I mean, not that I even want to take it there, but like Brittany, I think that in a lot of ways she was probably treated unfairly, but she had her, she no, had some struggles. I, yeah. By, I'm not by the, she's, you know, I, I haven't talked to Brittany lately. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, so I'm not trying to state what her mental state is right now, but I still do think it's bullshit. And, and I think what led to her unraveling is people treating her like a child consistently so i think that's what and, and using her you know what i mean so I, I think her current her current situation is still very holographic to what was going on then as well so i i am upset that she's under a conservative ship whatever you call it conservatorship or i think it's a conservatorship yeah and yeah. Not yet. And, and and the situation involving our friend Siege is very, very different. So I don't want to compare yeah. him to her, but I just think the way we treat things we don't understand or situations as a collective and a society is pretty fucked up. So, so moving forward, to, you were talking about Crossroads because I was going to talk about some of the things in 2003, getting towards the end of her peak, which like that last year is all about her entertaining like she didn't put out a big well she she put out in the zone that album sold over 10 million copies which by the way that's like her fourth most successful album over 10 million but i think the biggest part of like what she's going to be remembered for that year is going to be the vmas with the madonna thing yeah and i mean that probably above anything else that Madonna kiss was gross too. Like it wasn't, it was like, like sloppy tongue, like the whole thing, like that, that whole thing was off. But to me, it was like a big start of people really using her in a way that she couldn't protect herself from. I kind of see it in a different way because really? at least she's not a minor at this point. True. But I just, I don't know. Cause like Madonna was also friends with Justin and didn't really have, Britney's back and that like if you're gonna French kiss her on stage have her back because Britney was doing her her old ass a favor well they clearly got along after that did they had a couple of collaborations together and then and Madonna got her into like studying Kabbalah and stuff I study Kabbalah okay uh I do non-dual Kabbalistic healings and I still don't fully fuck with Madonna right now I feel like <laughs> and look if Madonna came and knocked on my door, would I kiss Madonna's ass? Probably. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I just didn't like how all that went down. And now, like, I don't know. I don't want to get into Madonna because I, I have no beef with her. But I didn't, I don't know. Well, you talked a little bit about that performance because th that, I mean, you talk about like things that made waves that year. So that 
that VMA performance, it started off with Britney singing like a virgin. It was a total like homage to Madonna. Yeah. So it's, you know, she, she had the like a virgin thing Madonna did in 1984, where she came out in the wedding dress. So yeah. Britney came out in the wedding dress, started singing like a virgin. Then Christina Aguilera shows up in a wedding dress, joins her on the second verse, which I don't know what your feelings on Christina are, but like, she's got pipes. I feel like it's, that was tough. I feel like on, on Britney and Madonna, we like, we're going to share a stage because dude, that chicken sing. Christina Aguilera um, is one of the best vocalists of all time. And yet her entertainment power still to me doesn't no. match Britney's. No, I agree. But her 100%. voice is insane. Yeah. Um, and that in a sense was her biggest competition, I believe. In a yeah. sense, but there was also they were used against each other. But yeah, mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera is an incredible artist, singer. But I would still rather watch Britney Ste- Britney Spears perform. Right. So. so, but so this performance it starts off big. Christina's in, it gets bigger. Then all of a sudden, Madonna pops out of the cake, and everyone just gets on their feet and they don't sit down for the rest of the performance everyone's hailing madonna look it was okay i did not the french kiss shit bothers me though because it just feels even though they're of age it feels pedophilia like and like madonna still there's you know what it is madonna she still has it, it almost feels like a disconnect like when she like went and kissed drake on stage like not that long ago she has a little bit of a vibe that feels predatory to me. Um, like she, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like scared I'm starting some beef with Madonna because that's like the last person. Actually, she can come at me. We both study the Kabbalah, but I embody that shit, Madonna's. Okay. So this like, would be the best thing for my podcast. So, you know, <laughs> come after her. <laughs> Take come after her. I study the Kabbalah too. You know what I mean? Um, no, it just, it just feels... First of all, I think she's on a lot of painkillers. A lot of the stuff she's put out, even in the last year, it just feels like she's so gone a little even. bit. But some people yeah. could probably say the same thing about me, maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> So a fun thing with that performance, if, you, if anybody wants to look it up again, it's a great snapshot of 2003, if nothing else. First of all, you should see whether Madonna was actually being predatory. But you're seeing like Snoop Dogg, giving unironic excited thumbs up you got like beyonce legitimately having a great time dancing i love beyonce zach braff is losing his goddamn mind you got paris hilton dancing there it's very 2003 m&m and 50 cent are like kind of enjoying themselves and not being too cool for the moment i like paris hilton but she this is what i also don't like people like paris hilton wanted to be best friends with britney when she was like in the limelight and then the moment Britney started having some troubles, they abandoned her. I don't like that shit. So I still like Paris and she's made like a kind of comeback in the last couple of years, Paris herself, but I don't like the way that they, if, if you're on someone's side when they're like getting all the fame, but then you're quick to fucking turn when they have a tough time, that ain't a real fucking friend. So a lot of people were fake ass homies to Britney. I don't like it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, and Christina beat Britney for the Best New Artist Grammy in 2000. I mean, look, Christina's vocals, you can't, you can't deny 
Grammys don't mean anything. What do you say? Grammys don't mean anything. Somebody needs to tell Kanye. Nobody gives a shit. Oh, she also beat Kid Rock. Well, then this is a travesty. Nobody beats Kid Rock. I mean, there's anybody I'm going to stand up for here. It's the kid. (laughs) No, Christina Aguilera is undeniably one of the best singers walking, you know. Um, But like I said, Britney just, Britney, like people just were obsessed with Britney, but they were also obsessed with like making fun of her. You know, so she well, was, a, you know, Brittany, I think people don't give her credit that she could be in on the, on a, on the joke. I have a great <laughs> clip I want to hit of her on Saturday Night Live, like making a surprise cameo say. during Weekend Update. So, you know what, I'll set it up before it even starts playing. Oh, yeah, I think it might need to push forward anyway. We can we can move this around a little bit to make sure it plays at the right spot. But it's 2003, early 2003, and they announced that Will, their old friend Will Farrell, who's been missing for a while since he left the show, we're going to check in and see what he's up to. And he explains that he's been living on a farm with his new wife, Britney Spears. My new lady, Britney Spears, everyone. I did it again. I fell in love with Miss Britney Spears. Hi, honey. Hi. Well, you're embarrassing me. I'm Don't sorry. Me. I'm sorry. Don't I guess love makes me do crazy things. Yeah, so, so wait, so it's not Colin Farrell. You're actually dating Will Farrell? Um, I think we're a little past the dating, Jimmy. Yes, a little past dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, there's been a lot of crazy rumors about you in the tabloids lately. What, I read yesterday that you're running a Colombian drug cartel, or what are you doing? I mean, these tabloid papers are ridiculous, seriously. They follow you around, they take your pictures, they lie about every move you make. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like, Tina. No, no, I don't know. Yeah, she's great. What, what I wonder when I see, like, clips like that because she also had another great one later that year when Halle Berry was hosting and it showed Lorne Michaels trying to convince them to kiss just like the VMAs and like so then it's basically her and Halle Berry sharing the stage and it's like almost too much hotness for one screen oh yeah but she's great and it's like why didn't her she do more with the acting like she should have had a league of their own type of moment mm-hmm. that never happened and, and i wonder if the conservatorship had anything to do with that it just makes it too hard to like organize working with her or something but i, I think she could have done it i so badly need to meet britney and like do some <laughs> non-dual kabbalistic healings with her i'm not fucking around like Brittany, because because if we're going to speed up and then we can obviously backtrack, but if we're going to speed up to the present day, I can I'm a healer. And when I look at her pictures, I can feel her suppression, meaning like I can see the pain in her eyes. I can see she's not her fullest, authentic self at this point. And I want the full Brittany back. You know, and I can see why she's gotten like that. She's had people trying to control her life for years now and telling her that they need to because she's not, quote unquote, with it enough to be in charge of her own life. And I just want to like, I want to get that because I believe anyone can get back to who their truest self really is. And I just want, I want the full fucking Britney back. Like, 
Yeah, and I hope that she's like ready to be back. It seems as if the Vegas residencies keep happening, but I we're actually, unless you think that I missed anything, kind of through what I consider to be her peak. You know that whole ninety eight to oh three thing, which yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was a great run. I mean, her, it's a good career. She sold over 150 million records. Is the best yeah. uh, selling female artist of this century. She's the most searched celebrity seven times in 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What would you say? We're going back to the categories now. What would you say was her greatest moment? Her greatest moment ever. Well, during the peak. Or if you think that it's something that falls outside of it. I think her great, I mean, I think her greatest moment within the peak was her MTV big time appearances. The Oops, I Did It Again appearance, The Slave for You, because that's a lot of pressure and energy to perform live. And she just knocked him out of the ballpark. Also her big Pepsi deal, that was a lot of money. And she was ultimate babe in those as well sold the shit out of Pepsi. That was a huge collaboration. So huge. It was their biggest celebrity signing ever. Yes. Like eight nine or something. Her live performances, her star studded relationship with Timberlake, and then the the Pepsi commercial deal. Those were I gave three, but to me those were her biggest moments. But then also, even though this is technically in her downfall, which I know we're getting into, quote unquote downfall, because I think she's still going to rise back up fully, fully. But um, I think when she shaved her head and went after the freaking Kevin Federline's car and shit, to me, those were best moments too, because she was busting out of a prison, a mental prison. And even though the world was like, oh my God, she's going crazy. I was proud in a sense. Like back then, I was also part of the like, oh my God. But like now from what I've gone through in life, I completely understand what was happening. And I'm like, yes, girl, like she had enough. She had a fucking enough. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I hope it was cathartic for her because I think it it made her life pretty complicated. But um, yeah, no, I agree. I think she did have enough. Well, I mean... So for me to go back, I would say I would agree with you that all of her VMA performances were probably the best. Specifically, yeah. the uh, "Oops, I Did It Again" in the two thousand okay. VMAs. God damn, she was amazing. I, I remember watching that at my high school boyfriend's house and just my jaw dropping to the floor. Like you got to be confident to watch that with your boyfriend. What'd you say? You got to be confident to watch that with your boyfriend. Oh yeah, I'm sure we like smashed right after. Oh, I, you definitely I, smashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't smash when I after watching it a couple days ago, but I should have. God damn it! <laughs> I got I got smashed. I'm sure right after that. So what would we say? Probably had was... a terrible urinary tract infection too. Right after that, <laughs> <laughs> there there are repercussions to everything. What would you say was her toughest competition? Her toughest, uh, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Yeah, it was her and Pink and Beyonce. I feel like Beyonce wasn't, like, because she was Destiny's Child for for a few years there. And she obviously has had an absolutely incredible run herself. But I don't think that it was really at the same time where Britney was 
Beyonce was huge at that time, but I feel like Beyonce had a different kind of blow up and is like still in that blow up. Like Beyonce, yeah. like just kept rising steadily. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and, and Beyonce feels like a whole other kind of entity. They're both yeah. insane goddesses, but they, they weren't really ever pitted against each other the way Christina and Brittany were. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I think Beyonce is going to have like it. Well, it's already proven that she's had just that crazy long, you know, a lot of respect that she's gotten. That I kind of a, yeah. yeah. What was her, what was Britney's biggest flex to you? Um, I mean, the outfits she would wear during the, yeah, the outfit she would wear, like it was like she's hot as fuck. She knew people, some people were going to talk shit, but she's like, yo, I look good and I'm going to knock this out of the ballpark. And then also just dating Justin Timberlake. It was like, then she, he was like the hottest dude. So it was like, it, she was like, she just nailed it. She's like, yeah, and that's my dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say to that point, like of what she would wear, when she wore the snake, and the slave for you. I was like, yo, that's, that shit's wild. That's an intense. And also her videos, they all had these like crazy concepts that were a little bit silly. Actually one that I like a lot that we're actually going to play toxic. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that video? One of my favorite. Yeah. And toxic is one of my all time favorites. It's a good song. Womanizer. Womanizer is one of my favorites too, which came later on. Womanizer might be the best video. I love what a th- throwback moment for Britney where she's like, I'm going to show you how hot I can be as a brunette, as a redhead. I'm going to be all these different characters and each one you're going to like more than the last one. It's great. Baby, yeah. Let's hit the toxic. I'm calling a like you should wear a I mean, okay, so there, okay. So she took basically the outfit from her live video of Oops and is wearing it basically the same outfit, just like the nude with the sparkles. Like, once again, so fucking sexy. And, and like, I say this not in any way against lesbians. I'm not a lesbian, but like, holy God, God damn. Like, yeah. Like that image is so hot. Like she's, oh my God, I can't yeah. with her. She's too sexy. I'm, I'm not a lesbian either. And I totally agree. You're <laughs> making a lot of good points. I would have like, her bumping a monkey had I met <laughs> that lady. You know what I mean? Uh, it could have changed things. I like the part of the video. So she's like a, she's a stewardess. They're in the air and she shoves the schlubby looking like middle-aged business traveler into the restroom where they start making out and he's kind of stunned and scared. And then she pulls his face off and it was a mask of like a Kato Kalen looking dude with the long blonde hair. That dude, the, her model in that I think is actually fucking sexy. Like oh. I don't think Kato, that dude was that very hot, but like that, I, I thought that dude was sexy. Yeah. I mean, talk about flexes. Like that's a flex too. Like the way her confident, like she would have the hottest dudes in her videos and she was just owning it. Like 
God, I fucking love her. Well, that's part of, I mean, part of her downfall, downfall was allegations of her getting carried away with that stuff. By the way, she won oh. a, a Grammy for Toxic. But no, I mean, and yeah. again, this I never want this to be like the focus of what we're talking about here. But like her security guard accused her of sexual harassment and <laughs> oh yeah no he was a very detailed this is a public <laughs> thing she apparently was always naked and always trying to throw it at him and that's where i say like okay listen it's not my business and we'll never know everything that was going on oh, but man. she's doing this stuff with her kids in the house and you know her kids are seeing very sexual things and no, she part of the locked her she locked herself in her bedroom with one of her kids while the other kid was left unattended, you know, cause she was on, it's sad. It's sad. She you had, know? she had a downfall. You know what I mean? I believe like child services came in. She lost custody of her kids for a bit. Um, but there was just so much pressure put on her. And I mean, it makes sense why she unraveled in the way she did. Um, I hope. Today. By the way, those are just to be clear. I don't know if those allegations are real, and I'm not saying that I think they are. Just like I'm not coming after her or anything. I know, but I mean, there there's some real shit that did that did go down. Makes me sad. Yeah, That's why Brittany needs me in her life. This is this podcast is really for me, just a an She's, outreach for Brittany to finally be one of my best friends. I think I think she'll probably hear it, and she should think about it. She I should. can, uh, I'll advocate for you as a friend because you're I'm, wonderful, Brittany. I'm also a goddess, and like I love to dance, and I've got, I feel still a banging body, and we're the same age. Like we could do some hot collabs. I'm not down to scissor. I don't think she's down to scissor me either. She's got like a hop away from, but like I'm down for like, you know what I mean? Like we can have some solid hangs and I'm very not judgmental. Um, I'm a great listener. <laughs> You're she's crushing gonna, us. She's going to listen to this. Somehow, sure. somehow this, this podcast is all about her and we're being fans of her. This is, we got to put this out. She's going to listen. So Brittany hit a bitch up. People <laughs> two F's. I think we may have answered this question. Next <laughs> question is, what ended it for her? What ended the peak? I think it was the divorce. Of, you know, when her and Kevin Federline got divorced. Um, well, to me, I'm sorry for interrupting, but to me, her peak ended after 03. I think it was just the marriages in 04. Because first she married her high school, like, long-term friend, Jason Alexander, yeah, that's not Jason cool. Alexander. That was like a two-day thing. Yeah. And then she had a knee injury that led to a tour cancellation. And then she married K Fed, who left her he who left his pregnant girlfriend for her. Yeah. And he she released a greatest hits album, which kind of makes you feel like that's not really a peaking type of thing. And and I think after she married K Fed, she said she wanted to take a little bit of time off. You know, yeah. start a family. So yes. At least that was kind of seemingly at least on her terms. Yeah. Also in 2005, I'm looking at something. May 21st, 2005, pregnant Spears vomits in the swimming pool of a hotel. That that was part of the downfall. Do you know what I mean? Like 
Um, that was she got awesome. a zone there. Yeah. Okay. She got in a zone where whenever you heard crazy stories, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That sounds but right. Like, once again, you know, everyone's eyes were on this girl. Like that's the other thing is like, People love looking at someone in the spotlight and critiquing their life. Meanwhile, most houses, unfortunately, have some kind of fuckery or abuse or whatever going on. We love to pretend our shit's perfect and then like hate on someone in the limelight. So, we're, you know, we can all be like, oh, my God, she was having a meltdown. Meanwhile, you know what I mean? There's so much fuckery going on. Well, I I think history has shown us that you can't be the most famous person in the world and come out unscathed, especially if that happens at such a young age. And I just, you know, it's, it's really difficult. And I think it's particularly difficult for women because the things that get the situations that they get put into and the way that they get sexualized, I think is such a head fuck. And then I'm sure substances come into it and, and other things. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we can't begin to even understand what, uh, what she was up against. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was part of her downfall. And yet, even with the quote unquote downfall, she had so many hit songs. You know? Well, that's, that's the next question is, were there any bounce back moments? Absolutely. Brittany, we could do the whole thing about her bounce back. Like her career outside this peak is still better than almost everybody's career. Exactly. No, exactly though. Like she still had Gimme More, one of my favorite songs to this day. Um, Womanizer, Circus. Like she still had hits and where she also looks incredible, you know? So it's unfortunate you know, she, she went into different psych wards, rehabilitation centers, and yet she was still just putting these things out. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to see. Well, she had the 2004 Pepsi commercial, the gladiator commercial with her Beyonce and pink. That was huge. Yes. Very cool commercial. Um, arguably it's, it's famous in the wrong way, but you could say she was most famous during her meltdown. Yeah. I mean, shit, she was, I mean, that's not the type of thing you want to glorify, but you know, it was yeah. nonstop, but her circus tour, as you said, was huge. And the album yeah. was big. She had a bunch of number ones that came later, womanizer three, hold it against me. Um, as we both said, the, the womanizer video is incredible. Yeah. Um, well, can we talk about the piece of me song real quick? Cause I pulled up the lyrics. Okay. So, and I won't go through the whole thing, but it's, she's like, I'm Mrs. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I'm Mrs. Oh my God, that Britney Shameless. I'm Mrs. Extra, Extra, This Just just In. I'm Mrs. She's Too Big, Now She's Too Thin. And I feel like she's saying like, already there, like you all want a piece of me. Like you're picking me apart. You can say what you want to say about me, but like you still want a piece of me. Like, and, and she's right. It's like, we could be like, oh my God, look what she did. Look at this. But people like the paparazzi was still following her. Like there's a reason she's like a magnet. She's that's a star. It's like people just, no matter what kind of hate she was getting, they wanted a piece of her and she, and her music is saying it exactly like say what you want, but y'all just keep wanting a piece of me. And I'm like, she's right though. That's a great point. And people really leached onto her unfairly. And a, a lot of people, 
you know, that, <laughs> I mean, I think I told you about the Dr. Phil thing, you know, he went on E exactly. and started pleading with her. And meanwhile, she was in institutionalized at the moment. He wasn't talking to her. He's just kind of using her the way so many other people did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, but Is no, she, an, another to, to kind of keep, you know, in perspective, whether she still has it or not, her Vegas residencies were absolutely gigantic. She's on a contract right now, but she started, it was Planet Hollywood. It started at the end of 2013. She won Best of Las Vegas in 2015 and 2017. You know, every show sold out. I think the average ticket price was like $150. And... Yeah, because like I said earlier, she doesn't phone anything in. She's amazing. And then like her circus album that came out, I just want to go into the lyrics real quick. There, There's only two types of people in the world, the ones that entertain and the ones that observe. Well, baby, I'm a put on a show kind of girl. Don't like the backseat, got to be first. I'm like the ringleader, I call the shots. So it's like, she's still saying like, I'm an entertainer. Like I'm the one putting on the show that you're watching. And she's Britney Britney. bitch. She's Brit. Yeah, she is Britney bitch, you know? So it's like, people can say what they want, but like, she's right. We want to watch her, you know? Fuck yeah. On her Instagram lately, some of the pictures she's posting. She burnt down her gym, right? What'd she do? She burnt down her gym. She did? Accidentally. There's some weird story about her gym burnt down. I did not hear that somehow. Yeah, yeah I mean, this year. I, I want, I did a podcast, I guess, like two years ago saying like, I want Britney back, like full Britney, like, do you know what I mean? Because right now the Britney on Instagram, she's there, but she still feels distant to me. I want like full on, full comeback Britney. So. Yeah. We don't know where her head is, but you have to think that it's got to be difficult to to fully be back when you need permission to buy yourself a cup of coffee. I mean, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It doesn't. So I'm pulling for it too. In hindsight, would you say the peak was overrated or underrated? Um, I would say it was right in the middle. I I mean, I know that's not fun for the question, but. Definitely not under, you know, I don't know how to say. It. No, it's, it's just right there. It, it, it was what it, it was. Like, I feel like we just, she was huge and she deserved to be huge. It's hard to call somebody that had that much success and say that like they were underrated at the moment. Like, yeah. how, how much more radio play, how many more albums sold could you have possibly had? Yeah, I'll say this. I think she's underrated for a different quality. I think she's underrated for how important what she also brought, honestly, spiritually and as an archetype. Because I think a lot of people tried to copy what she does and some people like bought it, but there really isn't any other Britney. So I feel like she's underrated in the fact of like, you can't copy her sex appeal and just what she can do. You know what I mean? So she's important. Like her music gives me a kind of life force that most singers, even Christina Aguilera, who's an insanely talented artist. I don't go back and watch 
her videos in the way I do with Brittany. So if anything underrated, just in the essence that she brings to this planet earth. But, um, I mean, I just hope Brittany and I can become friends. <laughs> <laughs> it should happen. A shame is like, music videos don't mean as much as they used to. So we can't see whether she would have the same influence that way. Do you feel like in a weird way, she helped to pave the way for reality stars? Cause she never tried to do that, you know, um, but I, when I think of like a Paris Hilton type, because Britney was the biggest thing tabloid wise that I, for so long. And then I feel like there were certain people, the Kardashians, Paris Hilton, mm -hmm. People that looked at it and was like, maybe I can have that without making albums. I don't know. She was almost, she did have a reality show with Kevin for a bit, but it never really took off in a way. I think, I think even beyond influencing reality TV, she just influenced sexuality, which is so important. Like we don't honor what how important sexuality is. It's connected to our life force. Speak for yourself. I I honor it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Get on in about twenty minutes. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, it's like people. To me, in my opinion, you can't be a true artist without being in touch with what sexuality really means. And she just embodied the goddess and sexuality, once again, in a way that most people, you can't fake what Britney is. So like, I just feel like she, she was someone that everyone wanted to be for a certain time. Paris Hilton wanted to be her. I don't want to list all the people, but like people idolized her, but then they also, when she fell from grace, were quick to like abandon it. And I think that's shitty because she brought something into this earth plane that's so important. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Kate, I really appreciate it. You're the best. Is there anything? <laughs> ta let's talk about your album recording. Let's talk about what's coming up. My album recording is will be coming up as comedy clubs open back up, hopefully September or October. Um, I'm hesitant to nail down a date until we know more about Corona and what's going on because I would like for it to be packed. You know what I mean? And not like spread out, like, cause it's a recording, the acoustics, that stuff, you know, really matters. So it, it, yeah, it's coming up, but everyone can listen to my podcast invasion of privacy on iTunes. It's on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. It's so. a lot of fun. I love your podcast. John's been on a bunch of episodes. He'll be on more soon. So, yeah. Well, Kate, you're the best. I love you. And thank you for listening to Peaks. We'll be back with more episodes soon. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts. Yeah.